Welcome to The West Steps. The West Steps is a podcast from the Colorado Children's Campaign that explores issues that impact Colorado kids and families. I'm your host, Beza Thedes. Welcome back to The West Steps. Uh, we have a very special guest. We I do? Don't, I don't say that about every uh, guest, so you should be you should be very flattered. Um, welcome back to Season 2 of The West Steps, first episode. First episode. Riley, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Yes, I am Riley Kitts, and I do government affairs for the Children's Campaign. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, so just before we jump into the um, legislative session, can you tell us where we are on the calendar? Oh, yeah. So we are three days three whole days into the legislative session. So we kicked off the 2020 session on Wednesday, January 8th. Uh, As everyone knows, we have a 120-day legislative session, so we have 116 days left to try to get as much done as we can for kids and families. And it's already been a pretty busy three days. Uh, This first week is a lot of pomp and circumstance, right? On that first day, you know, it's like back to school day. Everyone's coming, showing off their new shoes and clothes and bags and y'all get to see your friends again. That's so cool. Isn't yeah, it though, right? also happens at this yep, like- Right? So we were all there at the Capitol on the first day handing out our uh, coveted countdown calendars that we give out to the legislature every year. And it's been great. You know, um, a lot has happened on that first day. Like I said, there were a lot of speeches from the Senate president, Speaker of the House, and minority leaders. Um, and with that, you know, they already have introduced over 150 pieces of legislation, 150 bills. It's not even a week yet. Not even a week, only three days in. And it's really amazing considering, you know, last year there were about 700 or so bills introduced. We already have a fifth of that going this year. Um, So it was a good way to start off, Um, you know, really busy first few days. We heard some really consistent themes in those uh, speeches on the first day from the Senate president. Who did we hear from? Yeah, it's a good question. So On the first day, we heard from Senate President Leroy Garcia. He is a senator from Pueblo. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, he and then Casey Becker from the House. um, She's from Boulder. She's been on the podcast. She's been on the podcast. She's on a few months ago. Um, They both give their their speeches. And what they really do is highlight the work that they did the year before. Mm -hmm. um, Give everyone kudos. But then both the Senate President and Speaker really in their speeches indicated they are in no mood to slow down. Uh, They believe that a lot of stuff still needs to happen for the state of Colorado and a lot of stuff that we agree with, right? They both really spoke about how Colorado is an expensive place to live. It's not yeah. a very affordable place. And we would agree, right? Cost of healthcare is high. Very high. You know, cost of early childhood is high. Cost to go to higher ed is, you know, college is high. And they both talked about a lot of those strategies to uh, to, to, to combat those. And then on the flip side, you know, the, the minority leaders, you have Minority Leader Holbert, who's a senator from the Douglas County Parker and, area. And these are Republicans. Yes, the minority is Republicans, because if you remember, um, nothing's really changed in our power structure in the state. Dems still control the governor's mansion, the House of Representatives, and have a, a two-seat majority in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So um, Senate Minority Leader Holbert, though, you know, really highlighted, along with uh, House Minority Leader Patrick Neville, both mm-hmm. from Dugco, that, you know, Democrats have overreached, right? Uh, we need to make sure that we are spending correctly. But they both really called on two main things, I thought. And that's an increase in transportation funding to address our, you know, uh, aging infrastructure in the state, roads and bridges. But they both also had heavy education calls um, in their speeches, really around teacher pay. We like 
like that. We like that. You know, the strategies on how you do that devils in the details, mm-hmm. right? How we actually get that. But it was encouraging to really hear from all sides of the aisle, all sides of these issues that education is a main focus that mm-hmm. folks want to tackle this year mm-hmm. at the state legislature. And we'll be really interested to see how that all shakes out. So I'm assuming the governor at some point spoke. He did, as usual. So <laughs> the governor um, every year gives his state of the state. You know, if you look at the Colorado legislature, we really do mirror a lot of the federal stuff, right? We, yeah. Like I think I said last year on this podcast, we kind of, it's like JV mini Congress, right? <laughs> a lot of the same, right? We have House we representatives and a Senate. We our own version of the yes. Veep. Yes, I think that's exactly. The Colorado version. Exactly. Um, yeah, the governor gave his annual state of the state yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday morning, and emphasized a lot of the same things, right? He celebrated the work that he and the legislature did last year, primarily, you know, really focused on the passage of free full day kindergarten, which mm-hmm. we love. We helped him out. We, we helped will, the legislature yeah. out with that. Um, and that's going really well. We have a lot of five-year-olds and full day kindergarten this year, which yeah. is fantastic. Great for the state. Great Not for the just state. now, but long term as yes, well. Yeah, definitely. And then he also emphasized that there's still more work to do. Mm-hmm. And he emphasized a lot of the things that we care about. It's expensive to live here. Um, so he really talked about um, how we can try to increase um, access and affordability of, of early childhood. Yeah. Children's campaign loves that. Talked about how we need to lower health care costs for everyone. Children's campaign loves that. And he actually uh, made a good plug for that we need to, to fix our K-12 uh, financing system. Mm-hmm. The way that we raise revenue to fund public education is a very inequitable, unfair system. And quite frankly, it's one of the reasons why we're so far behind in the nation for education funding. Mm-hmm. And he, did, he gave a good shout out to the work that we're doing to help right size our, our uh, financing system for K-12 mm-hmm. education. It was really great. It's kind of interesting to hear both the majority, the minority, and the governor emphasizing education yeah. in the first few days of session. Yep. It'll be interesting to track how that kind of plays out with other budget um, responsibilities. So yeah. you talked about there's no kind of party changes per se. There's no power shift in the legislature. Are there any changes um, that we... Um, we saw uh, when session opened. Yeah, the opening day. So we actually did see some new faces that, um, in terms of legislators that weren't there last year. Um, and that happens every year. So this year over the interim, a few things happened. We had a representative from the Greeley area, Rochelle Galindo. She resigned um, in the summer, and she's now been replaced by Representative Mary Young from mm-hmm. the Greeley area. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks might re- remember that last name because uh, Rep Young's husband, Dave Young, was a longtime state legislator and is now the state treasurer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Young comes in with a great special education and education background, really strong advocate for early childhood as well. So we're excited to work with her. We unfortunately had a couple health related reasons why some members aren't coming back. Um, unfortunately, Representative Kimmy Lewis, mm-hmm. who represented uh, southeastern Colorado, passed away after a long battle with cancer over the interim. Oh, um, it is very sad. She was a strong advocate for rural and agriculture issues throughout the state. Uh, she's been replaced by Representative Holtorf. Mm-hmm. Hot? Make sure Holtorf? I'm saying. Holtorf? Right? Yes. That's right. 
Um, so that's yes, Holtorf. Yeah, I want to make sure. I want to. I don't want to mess up his name on the podcast. <laughs> Edit that out. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> leaving it in. Yeah, leaving, leaving it in. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, we're excited to work with him. He'll he'll be a good addition representing that same district. And then just actually uh, last week it was um, State Senator Lois Court uh, has decided to resign after being diagnosed with a rare autoimmune disorder. Uh, really sad. Um, I grew up in Lois Court's district. Uh, she was my state rep for several years, and she was a tremendous advocate for fiscal reform. Mm-hmm. She wanted a tax code that benefited everybody. She wanted to repeal TABOR, the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. She really wanted to to really bring a lot of fiscal reform to the state, and she has done a lot. I don't, I think if you ask her, she would say the job um, isn't done yet, and we would agree. But she's going to be, um, you know, sorely missed at the legislature. Uh, un, uh, so unfortunately, she's gone, but her replacement has not been selected yet. Okay. So we could see, you know, a representative be appointed to her seat, which would then open up a new representative mm-hmm. seat. And then there's all these rumors about there's a few county commissioner seats that are open that a few senators, representatives could go run for, which would then create even more, more. vacancies. So wow. we might not have a full 100 person legislature for a few weeks now, wow. which is interesting, right? We only have 120 days. Yeah, you kind of want to start. We want to get house, going, yeah. right? We, we're ready to rock and roll. 150 bills already mm-hmm. introduced. So it'll be interesting to see how we need to be patient and how this will all shake out over the next month or so. We'll be mm-hmm. sure to update everyone on on who is appointed and who moves where. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be an interesting start to session that I've never really seen before. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, just before we jump into some of the priorities for the Colorado Children's Campaign, yeah. I wonder if you can talk to us about what you're expecting this session. It's 2020. It's an election year. It's a big year. Yeah. New um, decade. A new decade. New challenges. <laughs> Same challenges. Same challenges. <laughs> we got to tackle a few uh, things, huh? Yeah. And I was wondering, are you expecting more messaging bills? Are you expecting yeah. kind of business as usual? Right. So, you know, uh, with Democrats in control, I think you can um, expect that a lot of Democrat-backed legislation has a pretty good path forward. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that we always need to keep top of mind is our tight budgetary and fiscal situation. Um, There's just not a lot of money in the state to put towards new priorities. It's interesting for such, you know, economically well-off state. Colorado's doing great, right? We're at the top of the economic list. Um, You know, there was a a ballot measure that the speaker actually came on this podcast and spoke about um, during last year's election in 2019, uh, Proposition CC, which would have freed up, you know, an estimated $300 million this year to go to priorities like education and higher ed and transportation. And the the voters uh, defeated that, did yeah. not pass. So we don't have that flexibility in our state budget. So folks got to get creative, right? Yeah. How do we fund priorities that we know kids, families, and the state needs? So I think that should always be top of mind when folks are, are thinking about the legislature is, uh, you know, can we afford everything? Mm-hmm. Can we spend can we pay for everything? So I think that's going to be top of mind for most folks. And then I think the other thing is, is it's going to be a pretty contentious, uh, hard fought session. Is that not every session? Yeah, I think you're <laughs> right, right, Beza. We say it every year, right? It's always going to be crazy. It's always going to be hectic. When you only have 120 days to cram in as much stuff as possible, things yeah. are going to move fast and be hectic. I think the general uh, feeling at the Capitol right now is that this year is going to be exceptionally uh, frantic and mm-hmm. contentious. You know, we can see a lot of um, controversial stuff come through. We could yeah. see, you know, a state public option for health care coverage. 
That's going to be a lot of hard fought. It's a lot of conversation. It is. You know, we could probably see a revisit on things like immunizations, Mm -hmm. see a revisit on things like, uh, you know, new firearm safety legislation. Yeah. And then we're going to see a lot of calls for increasing teacher pay. You know, we've seen this entire year for years now. We've had teacher strikes throughout the entire state. Yeah. You know, Denver struck struck last year. We even had uh, earlier, you know, we had a few mountain communities whose teachers went on strike and we could see that again. Right. And I think we'd agree teachers are not paid um, adequately. Not at all. But that's also why I think you heard in all these speeches on opening day that we need to pay our teachers more. And I think mm-hmm. they're going to be some serious efforts to figure out how exactly the state plays in that space and hopefully gets these teachers more dollars in their pockets. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a hard year. It's going to be a, a year with a, um, a lot of, you know, what you just talked about, messaging bills and things yeah. like that. So what are some of the priorities for the Colorado children? Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've had a good interim. We've done a lot of stakeholding, a lot of coalition engagement, and we have a pretty good agenda moving into the 2020 session. Uh, things we're really excited about. And we have great champions at the legislature who really believe in the work that we do and that kids and families need to be propped up and they're a very important uh, part of our state and we need to yeah. make sure that we're taking care of them. So, you know, I think first things we have to focus on is we're really pushing on uh, making childcare, uh, early childhood, expanding that, making it more affordable and accessible. And we really know that one of the key ways to have a quality, affordable early childhood start is to make sure that we are having a good, qualified early childhood workforce. I would right. say that's kind of basic. It is. Yep. These guys are the ones who are caring for our youngest, most vulnerable kids. Absolutely. Right. And we know that they're just like K-12 teachers, not paid adequately. And it's a hard job. So we're working on a few pieces of legislation to really help the early childhood workforce. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find ways to streamline pathways to the classroom. We're trying to find ways to uh, have a scholarships or grants to get more people incentivized to get into this profession. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, how do we keep them in the classroom? Once they're in there with our three, four, five-year-olds, how do we keep them in the classroom and actually make sure they're getting a quality education. So we'll be running a workforce bill this year that addresses all those um, and even includes some apprenticeship models so that communities can grow their own educators, right? I think we heard from all across the state, we we have so many qualified people who would be great at this job right here in our own backyard, but we're not tapping that resource. And we think we have a path forward to help them out. We're also working on a piece of legislation to really help um, educators who are in early childhood settings make sure that they have the supports they need to deal with challenging behaviors. You know, we know that, you know, two, three, four year olds can be challenging and have social emotional needs. You know, if you're working such long hours and Mm -hmm. you're the only one in the classroom and it's difficult. So we're working on a bill around early childhood mental health consultation, which Mm -hmm. really is support for those educators and professionals who work with our, our youngest children. Really excited for that. We have such great champions. You know, we have Rep McCluskey, mm-hmm. Rep Sirota, Rep Jim Wilson are mm-hmm. all great champions in the House. And then Senator Story and Senator Pedersen have been fantastic to work with on wow. these bills. Those have actually already been introduced. We were uh, fortunate to have a few bills introduced within that big chunk of 150. And mm-hmm. uh, we'll be sure to come back to you, I'm sure, in future episodes and really delve yep. into those policies. Yep. But know that the children Children's campaign is focused on making sure that we have the qualified and well-paid workforce to care for these kids. Yeah. And I think this is very consistent from what we hear from our IK network, right? Early childhood and child care is one of the biggest um, concerns for not just 
where do kids go and the, what is the quality mm-hmm. of that time, but for the family economic security as well. That's right. And speaking of family economic security, we're actually uh, really proud to be working with our partners over at the Colorado, Colorado Center on Law and Policy mm-hmm. um, to uh, work on a bill to help bring more income supports, federal income supports, to families who make less than $12,000 a year. That's unreal. Isn't it amazing? I just, it's, it's hard to fathom yeah. that, you know, families can make that much and still, uh, you know, survive and make ends meet. But we know that it's hard and we want to make sure that these families have access to, you know, basic cash assistance, other income supports that we know help kids and families have a good quality start and help lift them out of poverty. Mm-hmm. And talking about a tight budget situation, we actually have an available reserve of federal dollars that we could tap into to help these families out. And that's going to be our goal. That's very creative. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've had good partners on this, great thinkers here at the Children's Campaign and the Center on Law and Policy. So we're going to push that bill. It's a Senate bill, Senate Bill 29 with Rhonda Fields and uh, Senator Dominic Moreno leading the charge. Should be a good bill to increase uh, these families' monthly benefit and really help them buy the things they need, like diapers and a bus pass and pay for their electrical and gas bills and buy food. It's a really interesting way to help these families out. That's awesome. So it seems like um, a lot of emphasis on kind of large systems change for kids and families. Yeah. Um, that's very exciting to see anything from, you know, trying to figure out the school finance formula yeah. to, um, you know, workforce in uh, early childhood and then family can make security. It's yeah. very exciting. It'll be a big year for us. It's going to be a big year. So I think um, the one last question I have for you is um, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Every year we say this, but every year it's, it's true. And this year is especially true. It's a big election year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that we have the census that's also pretty big. All these things we will um, continue to talk about on this podcast. But I was wondering if you can just um, let our listeners know how they can get involved and how they can get their voices heard. Oh, I'd love to. And I, I think there are, you know, there's different ways you can get involved. I think the best way to first off get involved is make sure you're up to date. Yeah. Make sure you're up to date on the issues, on the issues you care about. You know, if you're really interested in kids and families issues, the Children's Campaign is a great resource for you. Right. We want to be that bridge between the public community and the capital. We want to kind of be uh, pollinators. Right. The ones that take ideas from the community, take them to the capital and take them back to the public. So I think first off, make sure you're following us. Make sure you're tapped into the work we're doing. Go on our website, Mm ColoradoKids.org. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, at ColoradoKids.org. Those are great ways to really keep up to date for some quick information. Also, make sure you sign up for our newsletter, our Kids Flash Blog. It comes out every week. It has great capital updates on the various bills we're working on, the various bills that impact kids and families. There'll be a weekly video that I'll do from the Capitol to kind of give you an update on what's happening over there. But it really is a great resource, I would say, uh, to make sure you're tapped into those things from the children's campaign, at least. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you know, make sure you're following what's happening at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go online, you can listen to all the committee hearings, you can go and watch the House of Representatives or Senate chambers. It's the Colorado Channel dot net. You can just watch it. I have it on my computer all the time in the background <laughs> to make sure I know what's going on. But it's an easy way just to kind of get plugged in that way. Mm-hmm. But lastly, just come down to the Capitol. If you're if you're available and you can come to the Capitol and see the proceedings, come watch a committee hearing, mm-hmm. come see how a bill gets passed, come testify if you want, you know, yeah. express your stance on it bill. Um, I think that's an easy way. Lastly, I'd say, and this is a little more intensive, is, you know, contact your elected officials. 
Contact your state senators and state representatives. They work for you. Mm -hmm. You are their constituents. You got them there. But also, I always want to emphasize to folks that you are the experts on your community and your particular issues that you care about. Mm -hmm. Right. If you work as a clinician, you know a lot about healthcare that can really help out a legislator. If you work at a child care center, they want to hear from you. They want to know what's working, what isn't working, what needs to be tweaked or changed, what needs to be better funded. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to hear from you. So I encourage you all to call, write, email, text, tweet, Facebook, do Mm -hmm. something to let your representatives know that you care and that you can be a resource to them as well. And if you ever need any help in getting in touch with anybody or how to navigate the General Assembly, the Capitol, you can always reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to help. We do it every day. It's one of our passions to be in that building and help bridge the gap between the Capitol and community. And we're here to help you. Yeah. And I think the one thing I'll add is that, uh, as we just talked about for the past couple of minutes here, the issues are a lot the um the topics are many and different and sometimes it could feel as though there's so much and you can't get involved but you don't have to be involved in every issue but you have to be you should select the issues that are important to you in your community and then plug in into those and then we you know make it as easy as calling texting or um reaching out on social media because we we know that not everybody wants to testify, right. but not or maybe not everybody wants to call, but they right. just want to email. Right. And we make those means of communications with the elected officials available because the democracy only works that if we are yep we are all participating. That's exactly right, Beza. Um. So thank you so much for well, stopping you. by. Will I be coming um, back every week? Uh, every week, maybe not, but <laughs> we will invite you back for some updates at the state capitol. Excellent. Uh, but if you just somehow cannot get enough of Riley and you want to um, hear what he has to say, um, you can watch his weekly videos um, on YouTube or subscribe to our newsletter and Kids Flash. Um, But thank you. We'll talk to you very soon. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The West Steps. The West Steps is a production of the Colorado Children's Campaign. If you want to support our work, please visit our website at coloradokids.org. And see you next week. Thank you.